0: Savvy,
1: hey, put the music back on. Let's get the party back cracking up in there. Where's your suit? Please turn off the music.
2: Brisbane's youth alternative switch.
3: Yes, that's right. It's another week of Gay Savvy. Hearing the crowd go wild there. Uh, It's just Michael James here in the house so far tonight. Uh, I'm all by my lonesome. Uh, The flu has taken many, so I hear this week, uh, and other people with various excuses. Um, But I am not alone. Uh, The gorgeous Scottish John is on his way in. Uh, he's flying in from Scotland. No, I joke. He's not. Uh, traffic is awful, and the world hates us. So John will get here as soon as he possibly can, and it will be him and myself delivering a, uh, another amazing show here tonight at Gay Savvy. Lots been going on in the queer world, and all the things that we've got to catch up on to find out exactly what is going on with who, what, where, and now. Uh, we have, of course, our freak of the week this week. Who will be? We're coming back to Australia. ...to find this week's Freak of the Week, uh, what they are doing and who they are exactly. Funnily enough, this one's going to bring us straight back into the world of politics. Uh, We also, of course, have our You Know What I Love and also What's Got Your Goat... Uh, going over one of those from one of us will be a little bit of something about Little Miss Lohan, her new reality TV show uh, has got us talking just a little bit. We've also got uh, our Queer News for the week, give you the full wrap up of what has been going on around the country and the world. Um, not to mention the Bizarre Files has got a really, really peculiar one this week. Oh God. God, you can't see tits on the radio, but God, I wish you could just see this one. I'd buy one, I'd wear it, I'd show you. I'm going to tell you all about it. And of course, uh, we've got a special guest this week. Uh, I recorded an interview earlier today with an amazing group of young men. Uh, They're doing a a video project called A Better Place, raising awareness for depression and anxiety. It's an amazing project, and they're going to be uh, on the show to tell us all about it later on. So make sure you stay tuned. But look... In the meantime, we've got to go to one of the most important parts of this show. We're going to go to some music. So we're going to take it away tonight, uh, kicking off with a little bit of Darren Hayes with Listen All You People here at Gay Savvy.
2: I'm going to be the last to go. Oh, for just one night, I'm going to be the last to go. Wonderful acoustic
3: version of Anthony Kalia's last to go here at Gay Savvy. You're still alone in the room with Michael James uh, until John joins us, uh, but still, Nonetheless, an amazing show. I hope you'll agree. Um, you can free feel free to call, tweet, or Facebook us in any time tonight. Um on the tweets, we are at Gay Savvy, same as Facebook. The studio line is three double two one zero one nine seven. You can uh let us know whatever you think about anything we're talking about, uh on the show tonight. But uh we have to move on to possibly one of the most interesting segments that we always like to cover, uh, and it's called Freak of the Week. It's called Freak of the Week for the very fact that it's we find the people with some of the freakiest, weirdest, right-wing, nutbag views that we possibly can. Uh, those people that just seem to be attacking the gay community generally for whatever reason they like. Uh, sometimes maybe they're a little uneducated. Sometimes maybe they're just a total asshole. It uh, it really depends exactly what their motivations are, but they're always very, very interesting. Um, we've been going overseas a lot lately to find our Freak of the Week, uh, and I thought it was really time to, to come back home and... Uh, I'm always following politics. We know what I'm like with politics. I'm a bit, you know, just trying to see what everyone's doing. Still trying to wrap my head around it after all these years, but, you know. And uh, over in WA, there was uh, a recent election again after somebody got drunk with the ballot box and was like, oh, I don't know where those votes went. Um, Let's do it again. Yay. And uh, a bit of controversy with a guy over there. Uh, His name, bless him, is Joe Bullock. Um, now, Senate voting can be a little bit confusing for some people, um, but the way it works is they put people's name on the Senate ticket and there's an order of appearance or something on that of who's going to get in, and, uh, Louise Pratt has been over there for a while, and she is quite, uh, an interesting candidate, and particularly when it comes to to queer rights, because, um, she has, uh, a partner who has had a, um, gender reassignment, um, so, and I'm trying to get the story because when I read what this guy said, it confuses me. Um, I believe her partner, um, was, a, a female and has transitioned to male, if I'm correct. Um, anyone out there want to <laughs> correct me, feel free, but I'm pretty sure I've got that right. Um, and so she's been quite a visible, um, person out there speaking on behalf of GLBT IQ rights and trans rights, but this is gig- Guy, uh, Joe Bullock, uh, has come over. He's also a Labor candidate, so they're running for the same spot in the Senate. Uh, they actually bumped him up on the preferences and bumped her down. And as a result, when the uh, WA elections uh, came out, she actually conceded defeat yesterday, um, saying that she accepts she's not going to be voted back in. Um, and he's our freak of the week, Joe Bullock, because he's just an asshole and a bit of a nutbag. Um He's been coming out and he's said some, some pretty uh, anti GLBTIQ stuff. Um, And he's also been anti-Labor Party stuff despite being in the Labor Party, which I kind of always think is interesting. Um, And in some of the pre-election comments, um, he called uh, Louise Pratt a poster boy for GLBTIQ rights uh, and also questioned whether or not she was a lesbian as her partner is transgender. Um, He said, she's a lesbian, I think, uh, although after her partner's sex change, I can't be sure, uh, is what he told a Christian group in a run-up to the revote. Um... And she took that quite personally. She said, It's a great personal blow to progressive voters that I would be replaced in the Senate by someone who I have known over many decades to be deeply homophobic, to be anti-choice, and has recently emerged disloyal to the very party he has been elected to represent. So not only is he completely not even with the party that he's voting for, he's completely against GLBTIQ rights and has no actual understanding of them. Yet feels the need to actually get out there and comment on them and tell people exactly what he thinks about something he re- obviously doesn't understand. Um, you know, actually having the the nerve to go and speak about somebody's sexuality based on their part. I I just. Found it all really freakishly, hilariously, awfully offensive all at the same time. I mean, you look at the man. He's, he looks like he's about 87 and has got one foot in the grave anyway. Why they would put him elected when, you know, he looks like he'd be lucky to live to the next, end of the next election date anyway. Um, so here's our Freak of the Week this week, uh, Joe Bullock. But look, I love hearing what you guys have uh, submissions for Freak of the Week. They, they sometimes are much better than ours uh, and far-reaching around the globe, uh, as I know we have people listening... Everywhere. So if you have a freak of the week that you'd like to submit us, we could use for next week. uh, You can jump on our Facebook page at Gay Savvy and let us know, or you can tweet in Gay Savvy or even give us a call 32210197. Now uh, I'm going to take us straight back into some music and hopefully the lovely. We're
2: constantly looking for people like you to
4: contribute to your station. For more information, email
2: volunteer at (laughs) switch1197.com.
0: National Breast and Ovarian Cancer Centre presents a breast check technique, the radio ad break. Step 1. Stop whatever you are doing. Step 2. Check that no one can see you. Step 3. Use this ad break to get to know your breasts. Look at them. Feel them. If you notice an unusual change, see your doctor. Now resume radio listening as normal. For more information, visit cheekycheckup.com.au.
1: Put the music back on. Let's get
2: the party back cracking up in here, man. Where's your suit? Switch 1197. Online now at switch1197.com. Youth Alternative? Switch.
3: Welcome back to Gay Savvy. Now, as I mentioned earlier, I had an interview today with an amazing group of young men uh, who are working on a... a Film Raising Awareness for Anxiety and Depression. I chatted them to them today and recorded a a great interview. So I'm going to play that here for you now. Uh, Enjoy. Welcome back to Gay Savvy. Um, I've got lots of interview guests this evening. Uh, I have three young men uh, who, for a gay show, none of them are actually gay, um, but they're doing a very, very important project uh, that particularly affects the gay community as well. I have Nick, I have Nick, uh, and I have Andrew, who are part of a short film project called A Better Place, uh, which is focusing on depression and anxiety awareness uh, in Australia. So thank you very much for joining me, boys. Uh, How's your day been so far? You look pretty exhausted.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's actually been a really great day. We just finished up um, with a Brisbane Lions player just earlier. We've just come from another interview. So yeah, it's been a really good full on day. Yeah. yeah
3: so you've been doing lots of interviews so the, the the premise of this project is you basically you wanted to get more awareness for depression and anxiety, and you wanted to get as many people talking about it as possible and put that together in a
5: video Is that about right yeah, so we wanted to we we sort of focused our attention on celebrities and well known faces as well as people from the general public uh to kind of highlight that you know these people are seemingly perfect uh in in the eyes of the public but yeah they they do have problems too and um they, they do have struggles just as everybody else in society does um, yeah
3: I, I've seen one of the, um, the 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 preview already which hasn't been released I'm very privy to that um, and I noticed one of the key stories you have uh, is is Benjamin Norris who is the uh, openly gay winner of Big Brother 2012 um, and a very personal story that he has and that's kind of what I love about this project is it's these regular people who not everybody realizes can suffer from these things and you' you're putting it out there and raising that awareness um how's
4: that been yeah yeah it's it's been great um look Ben's one of the nicest guys you can meet and um, when we got in contact with him uh, from the from the very start he was um, very open uh, toward towards me about uh, what he's been through and um, without hesitating he he made sure he filmed himself straight away to send it up so he could be included and um, his story is one that it it um, sent tingles down my spine listening and I'm sure it does to everyone else so yeah, he, it was great to
3: get him involved. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of faces in there. And what I love too is that it's not just people that suffer, but it's also people that are there to support. And some big names. Uh, rattle some off for me. I, I, I lost <laughs> track of who you got <laughs> in this um, film. Like- anyway.
4: <laughs> so we've got Labby Stab and from B105. Um, we've got Gary Youngbury, Andrew Lofthouse from Nine News, obviously Benjamin Norris. Uh, we've got Clinton and Mitchell Cave. Uh, they're from a band called Chase Atlantic. They used to be on X Factor. And also um, Christian Anthony. Christian Anthony's in Tresor. that band as well. Um, Ada Nicodemo from Home and Away. I love her. <laughs> I Leah, like, Leah. She's great. <laughs> um, who else have we got, guys?
0: Uh, we got Isaac Conway from the Brisbane Lions. Um, yeah, and yeah, yeah, it, it, it kind of like... It's never ending. We've always got someone that wants to share their story. And this is what's so beautiful about this project is everyone wants to share a story. And not only are they opening up to us personally, but they're opening up to the public. And that's something that's very hard to do. And we're so very honoured to um, share that with them.
3: Yeah, it's beautiful. And that's the thing that uh, about it getting shared and getting out there that I love as well. Um, Beyond Blue is supporting you in getting this project out there and to the general public, I understand, as well.
0: Well, they're, they're, they're definitely playing a big part in kind of giving us, um, I, I, I guess, um, a push to do as much as we can. Um, I'm probably calling their head office every second week, just letting them know of our progress. Um, but yeah, they're definitely saying, you know, you're doing great in what you're
3: doing. Um, so keep at it, yeah. Excellent. And I suppose for us and for our listeners here as well, I think what's really important, you know, um, the statistics say that um, GLBTIQ youth are four times more likely to take yeah, their own lives. That's correct. Yeah. Um, and so seeing a project like this is actually raising that awareness for, for depression and anxiety is really, really vitally important just for, for queer youth in particular. So seeing someone like Ben out there is great. And you guys want to get this video out everywhere. How soon till we get to see it? Um, um,
5: looking at about a month. Uh, give or take the trailer will be released at Sunday at 8 o'clock uh, on Nicholas Lowby Short Films on YouTube uh, also on his website nlsf.co at 8pm on Sunday the 20th of April
3: fantastic very exciting very exciting yeah well as I said I've seen the trailer and it looks really really cool uh, I'm really proud of the work you guys uh, are doing as well. Nobody else knows out there. These poor three boys had to suffer, or two of them had to suffer through being students of mine um, a few years ago. So uh, Great teacher. Uh, yeah, I have to say that. I'm holding a gun to their head. Um, so I got to see the work these boys did a few years ago and to see them come out and uh, just doing this off your own bat as well, which is, is great. You know, Nobody's really commissioned you to do this and said, hey, come along
4: and do it. You guys have just got up and let, yes. let's make a difference. So what happened was... Um, I was on a holiday, funnily enough, and and Andrew um, called me up and he said, "Look, I've got this project, and it was on his own personal experience." And he said, "I want to share my personal experience, which he had had um, during his life." So, you know, I didn't hesitate. I've had some family experience, not personal experience, but um, I've had cousins and I've had um, an uncle take their own life due to depression. So, um, in a heartbeat, I wanted to get involved. And then we got Nick involved, just on our own back, and then just because of the um, the cause behind it, everyone wants to get involved. So we've had all of our celebrities and um, Beyond Blue and organisations like that just jumped on board straight away. So offer our own bat that you know it's a community event. The way yeah, into.
5: this project is particularly close to my heart as well. I've had some very close friends uh, have struggled through depression, uh, and myself since the start of the project, I've actually gone and sought help. I, until now, was previously not uh, comfortable with doing. So I've been diagnosed with low-level depression as well. Um, and that because and that's the beauty of this project is it has encouraged me to go and get help from myself at taking sort of my, our own advice in, in a way um, and, and that's the beauty of this project and what we hope to achieve with everybody else who sees the film struggling as well that they can feel comfortable enough to go and talk to a family member, a doctor and if one person can do that, at least one person, then we've done our job and what we set out to do with this film.
3: That's great. That's, that's really inspiring stuff, guys. Um and, uh, and what she said was true as well. You know, Everybody's got a story, whether it's them or somebody they know as well. And I noticed uh, so you were in the middle of making this film uh, when Charlotte Dawson uh, yeah. tragically took her own life as well. Um, and I, I think she was in consideration to be a part of the film or was part of the inspiration for you? And um, something happened along there? Yeah. Uh, she was one of the, pers- uh, the
4: people that we wanted to get involved. Um, I personally had emailed her manager and... Um, I don't want to get too into it, but um, look, we were we were in communication with the manager and it was just days before her passing, so uh, we can't say that she was going to be in it. But we would have loved to have her in it, but
5: obviously, due to the unforeseen circumstances, yeah. Yeah, want and do and it we'd it almost like to commemorate, commemorate uh, this film to not just Charlotte, but anybody who's taken their life due to depression as, you know, in memory of them and the, of the hope that other people don't feel like they need to take their life too.
3: Yeah. absolutely it's uh, it's a great message to send out there look I want everybody out there who's listening make sure you go and check out the work these boys are doing uh, the film is called A Better Place uh, you can find them on Twitter you can find them on Facebook you can also check out the production company that the boys have set up as well Nick Lowy short films uh, NLSF uh, you can find them on uh, Facebook and on YouTube as well. They've got their own channel there. We'll be putting the links up on our Facebook page tonight um, so you can see some of the great work that they've been doing. Uh, they've also got Twitter handles all over the place. Um, too many for me to rattle off now, but we'll put them all up and uh, get it out there. So thank you very much for joining me, boys. It's, it's a great project, um, and I look forward to sharing it with the world when it comes out. Thank, thank you. you. I Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Have a
2: great day. Thanks, man.
1: Hi, this is Klaus from Aqua. hi. This is Stan Walker. Uh, Hi, everyone. My name is Jake Harrison, and you're listening to Gay Savvy, the best gay radio in Brisbane.
3: Getting fired up here on the Gay Savvy set. I love that song, because I love... I'm sitting here, I'm playing it to John, and he had no idea who it was. And you you didn't hate it, did you, John? No, I thought it was not too bad, actually. Sorry, repeating that again. You thought it was not too bad. Uh, Yeah,
1: I thought it was not too bad.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and... um, and you were surprised to find out, as many other people would, that was actually Hanson from their new album, Anthem.
1: It's with- a lot rockier than anyone would expect to hear from Bop fellas.
3: Yeah, well, they're all grown up now and they are touring here in August, so I had to play some of the new album. Um, I'm totally going to go and stalk them again. Uh, Because they are amazing. But yeah, that was Hanson's Fired Up. Um, But one thing that always gets you and I fired up, we love our pop culture, we love our TV. A little bit of a talking point this week, we we just wanted to talk about gays on TV because it seems to be a very interesting landscape that we're on at the moment. And some of the TV shows that I've been watching at the moment um, have been Glee, um, (laughs) which uh, I find Glee... Great. Despite its detractors, it's one of the most progressive programs for GLBTIQ um, presence that I've seen. Um, I was just re-watching the other day, um, the, the particular episode they follow with their trans character, Unique. Um, and she uh, uh, she's a, a boy. She's in transition. She's not even in transition. She identifies as trans. She dresses as a woman often. And she did this most heartbreaking song um, of Beyonce's "If I Were a Boy," which just completely recontextualized the song and made you want to ball your eyes out. It was amazing, and I was, and, and that got me thinking on this. You know, the way in which um, gay characters are presented now is so diverse, and I think we're so lucky to see that moving forward. Um, and you know, it's so just nonchalant now. It's not even like a tokenistic anything. And you know, we were talking earlier off air. Sometimes you can just have. Uh, characters that don't need to be anything. Sometimes it can be just the gay person in the background because that's how we are in some people's lives and sometimes we're the star of the show uh, because that's the way we like to be. It's quite differing um, all the time.
1: Um, yeah, it's an interesting question. I actually, um, did my, uh, undergraduate degree in film and television studies and my final year thesis was on the representation of gay men in television. Um, and that all sounded so smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's interesting because it was written in 2008 and I used Will and Grace, um, and brothers and sisters for my case studies. Um, interesting. Yeah, and brother, well, brothers and sisters was very progressive at the time, and even in the past, um, mental maths, even in the past six years, um, the the landscape has changed so much that gay characters are far more frequent and um, and are far more um, prevalent in the majority of TV shows, but. I find that my conclusion, my argument when I wrote my thesis was that um, producers shouldn't worry about how to represent gay people because people are all people that, you know, you you get bad people, you get good people, there are facets of humanity across sexuality and people shouldn't feel the need to, in a tokenistic way, show all the gay characters as good guys because they don't want to be thought of as homophobic by showing gay people as villains because some gay guys are bad guys. But now, in 2014, I've actually changed my stance a bit. I think that because um, gay people are a minority, um, it is important to represent that minority positively because we can't be considered or compared relative to the rest of TV representation, some good people, some bad people, some villains, some heroes, because it's too simple for a, for a small minority. What do you think, Michael?
3: Uh, I, th- I, I think there's got to be a lot, of, a lot more white and shade today. Can't... We can't just be like, well, all of the gays have got to be, um, you know, represented positively. As there's got to be that light and shade. Yes, positive representation, but also acknowledging that sometimes, as you said, the villain can be an absolute asshole and also be a homo as well. I yeah,
1: think. I agree. I mean, being gay doesn't necessarily redeem you entirely of all, you know, negative traits. But I just think that. It's very important that those personality traits aren't associated with the sexuality in a way that it's not important for for straight characters to have that same concern.
3: Yeah, I don't know what you mean. Like, you know, you don't want every sexual predator to be a gay man, um, or yep. you know, every every negative stereotype to be portrayed. it's, it's got to have that balance, isn't it? like, and it's
1: yeah. important that there's you know diversity in across all television shows um, of various personality types but i think it's when you have token stereotypical characters who are thinly written who also happen to be gay that's a problem because that represents gay people very poorly so it's it's a very delicate fine balance to to still try and draw even today yeah.
3: there's actually an interesting balance of it coming in game of thrones for any of the, the thrones is out there it's a good example
1: i was just thinking of that one yeah
3: the guy who came in and their sexuality is always fluid no one who bangs boys, um, in oh, I say boys is no. I should so bangs men. You shouldn't use that word in that show because the <laughs> ages of people are so. No, no. Anybody who has sex with men, uh, in Game of Thrones is never actually really. Yeah, it's kind of something they do at the same time as they do with women and i find it interesting and it's a really wide range of characters and and, and people and all yeah that.
1: it it exists very organically within the cultural world of the show and it may be frowned upon by the other characters in the show but it's it's a very natural part of that whole world and that whole character's experience so that's the kind of representation that we need across the board something that sincere and layered Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to know what your favorite gay character TV,
3: uh, gay character TV character is and why. Let us know on Twitter or Facebook, Gay Savvy, or call us into the studio on 3221 0197. Love to know your favorite gay character TV on TV and why. Uh, We're going to go to some of our eight o'clock messages here, and uh, we'll be back with some music and our eight o'clock news.
2: Switch is a community radio station run by Brisbane's youth for Brisbane's youth, and we value your feedback. So let us know what you think. Email feedback at switch1197.com.
3: Lady Gaga, and before that, uh, Kate Miller-Heiky with uh, Lose My Shit, one of my favourite songs there. Uh, But it is time for our weekly news roundup uh, with some lovely news, music, background uh, noise I'm trying there. I hope it'll lighten the mood as we go on with some cinematic news headlines this
1: week. John, take us away. All right. Is that what we want? A lightened, Is that what we want? A lightened mood for the news? Okay, let's go. Um, the University of Sydney's Student Representative Council unanimously passed a motion late last week that urged the university to allow students to utilise their preferred names on the online learning management system software and other network infrastructure. Focusing predominantly on the influence that the software has inadvertently had on trans students, the university's queer officer Ed McMahon stated recently that changes to the university's online systems, known as Blackboard, needed to occur in order to promote the engagement and safety of minority students. The motion was also made to cater to international students who would like to anglicise their names to make pronunciation easier, and to those who have been recently married or are undergoing divorce.
3: Uh, trans groups say they're looking forward to meeting with Australia's peak sporting bodies after a landmark anti-homophobia initiative was launched last week. Spearheaded by the organisers of global gay rugby tournament, the Bigham Cup, the anti-homophobia and inclusion framework for Australian sports commits AFL, NRL and rugby union, soccer, cricket and sporting bodies to have policies promoting their sports to lesbian, gay and bisexual people in place by August. The framework excludes trans people, stating that we're we're important differences between gender identity and intersex issues and issues affecting the LGB community.
1: Openly gay snowboarder Belle Brockhoff has revealed to the Star Observer that she devised an underground protest to bring attention to Russia's gay propaganda laws at the recent Sochi 2014 Winter Olympics. Although at the time of the Games, she said that she would not like to take part in overt protests, she was covertly busy ensuring that spectators and officials didn't forget the presence of gays and lesbians at the Games. Speaking to the Star Observer's new monthly edition, which will be out this Thursday, Brokoff has revealed that she went on a stickering campaign throughout the Black Sea resort armed with many rainbow flags. The stickers, which said Soshi 2014, featured the rainbow flag above the Olympic rings. She said she kept the campaign under wraps because you don't want to mess with the Russian police.
3: The head of National Rugby League has said the code has been found wanting in its ha- sorry, the code has been found wanting in its handling of inclusion of homophobic abuse and would take a harder line in the future. Chief Executive Dave Smith's uh, me, Culpa came at the launch of a new anti-homophobia and inclusion framework last week. The framework, which is being hailed as a world first, commits the NRL, AFL, soccer and cricket and rugby union sporting bodies to revamping their policies, similar to our article just before, uh, when it came to sexuality, as well as taking clear steps to welcome lesbian, gay and bisexual people into sport. Last October, Newscastle Knights NRL footballer Ryan Stig posted comments on social media that compared homosexuality to alcoholism, saying it was a politically correct charade and demonic. A day after the ACT's historic same-sex marriage laws were passed, Stig wrote, I see more and more Christian leaders succumbing to this politically correct notion of supporting marriage equality.
1: A Labour politician has rejected calls to step down following a controversial speech he made to a Christian group including branding a fellow senator a poster boy for gay rights. Joe Bullock made the comments about Western Australian Labour Senator Louise Pratt in a speech at the Dawson Society in November. He also accused Pratt of canvassing votes against him. Bullock apologised for the remarks, saying that he had enormous respect for Pratt, but only after his comments came to light earlier this month, four months after he gave the speech. Trade union United Voice said that the remarks by Bullock were appalling and they now regretted supporting him at the recent WA Senate election.
3: The entire Oxford Street community is struggling with the effect Sydney's new lockout laws are having as locals fear they'll soon lose their unique and valuable gay spaces. Sydney's Sydney's new lockout laws have been in place for just over a month. At an urgent meeting of local business owners this week, many spoke up to say they'd suffered a 20-30% downturn under the new laws, meaning they have been forced to cut staff hours back and now close their doors much earlier than usual each evening and night. Pushed through by former Premier Barry O'Farrell as a response to violent deaths in King's Cross, the new laws stop alcohol-selling venues uh, from letting in new punters from 1.30am and stop the sale of alcohol from 3am until 5am each night.
1: Days of Our Lives has made television history last week by airing the first same-sex wedding between two men in soap opera history. Over three episodes, fans watched supercouple Will Horton, played by Guy Wilson, and Sonny Caracas, played by Freddie Smith, tie the knot in a beautiful ceremony. The soap returns to Australian screens next week on Foxtails Arena, but unfortunately we will miss the wedding as the episodes will now be screened direct from the US as of next week.
3: After week's murder and controversy, reality show RuPaul's Drag Race has pulled a controversial episode and made adjustments to the show's future content. The show will no longer use the term she-male in any context and has put an end to the show's long-running You've Got she Male" segment. On m- March 17, the popular Logo TV reality show featured a mini-challenge titled Female or She-Male in which the show's contestants were shown a photo of a woman's body part and then asked whether pi- the picture was a female, meaning a cisgender, non-trans woman, or a she-male, meaning someone who was a side male at birth but presented themselves in a feminine manner. And that's all of our gay savvy news for this week. If you have any news stories you would like to see included in the show, please make sure you tweet or Facebook them into us, or call us in the studio and let us know on three double two one oh one nine seven. And our Twitter and Facebook is at gay savvy. We'll be back with our what's got your goat after these songs. That's uh, Mel C. Rock me baby there. Mel C from the
2: Spice
1: Girls. Was that Mel C? That was. I didn't even realise it was her. I know. I love to hear this
3: music that people don't know it's them. And then they're like, oh my God. It's like my magic musical talent. I don't have much musical talent. (laughs) That's it. That's what it is there. Uh, So it was Mel C's Rock Me. And uh, before that was, of course, uh, Macklemore's Thrift Shop. But those things made us happy. What we want to talk about now is the things that don't necessarily make us happy, the things that get us a little bit hot under the collar. the things that get our goat. John, I want to know, this week, roll up your sleeves,
1: that's it. <laughs> get tense, John, what's got your goat? You know what's got my goat? What? People not having a real opinion and being apathetic about entertainment industries. So, for example, in the past week, I saw an absolutely abysmal Queensland Theatre Company production of Shakespeare's Macbeth. It was appalling. One of the worst things I've ever seen. And I love the play and I love the text and I love Macbeth and I saw it on Broadway in November. So it wasn't that it was Shakespeare or that it was Macbeth. But a lot of people raved about it and people are so easily impressed these days with television, with poor writing, um, uh, theatre work with interesting staging but shocking, shocking acting Macbeth. And I just think that people need to actually discern what they're viewing instead of being over-impressed and bowled over by absolutely everything they see. It really irritates me that people don't seem to have the intelligence or the energy to form an opinion these days.
3: It's shiny things and sparkling and there's actors and they're pretty and we love it.
1: It's just it, it just annoys me that people don't seem to have that kind of level of engagement anymore. Attention spans are going in the world of technology. Engagement with what you're actually go- doing is going. And people don't seem to be interested enough in the present moment to form an engaged, informed opinion. And that frustrates me. You
3: know, I, and, I, that, and
1: that leads to a lot of shit being put out all the time. People just accept crap. Yeah,
3: I know. I actually, I, I completely agree with you. and To the point where I actually know that I've actually found myself doing that lately. Yeah. I have been really good at trying to distance myself from technology now. When I go to bed now, I actually turn my phone off and I have a proper alarm clock. So I don't use that excuse. We all tell ourselves to keep our phone on all night.
1: Oh yeah, I have to have it by my bed for the alarm. I mean, technology, is it, it's, it's a good example, but it's just one example of how people are just not engaging with the present moment and it's making us very, very mentally lazy.
3: Yeah, well, and I actually have to... I find myself mentally checking myself to make me not check my phone while I'm watching an episode of television, which is as silly as that may sound, but it's exactly what you're saying about engaging. I found, like... I'm like, how can I not sit through this 40-minute episode of television yep. without having to sit there Facebook tweet and Candy Crush at the same
1: time? And that's how crap slips under the radar because people aren't engaged or engrossed with what they're doing, what they're watching, and so everything just seems to be good, seems to be great. Oh, did you see that last night? It was awesome. Well, no, if you actually sat down and focused for more than five minutes, you'd realize that, you know, crap is being produced all the time.
3: Yes. Well, I I love your What's Got Your
1: Goat. I think that's great. What's um, Got Your Goat, Michael? Well what's got my goat
3: um is a funny term that i've uh, encountered in a funny song this week um what's got my goat this week is boy pussy is uh, to be oh, yes. most precise <laughs> yes anybody else listening out there is going what what there was uh, this progressive move i suppose there's a gay rapper in the us bless him he's just like any other rapper uh, he likes to sing and objectify people in a vulgar way um, <laughs> Except he's doing it about men. And he's released this song and it's called... I think is it actually called
1: Boy Pussy? It is called Boy Pussy.
3: The song is called Boy Pussy, as you say with <laughs> your accent. Boy Pussy. Pussy. And it, it's, it's a standard rap video of the rapper standing there being cheesy and pointing at asses and objectifying them and talking about where he would like to put his engorged phallus. Um, except it's men's bottoms, which I'm perfectly fine with. But he's calling them boy pussy and i find that so i don't have the word for it but i just don't like it I've, I've watched the video and i cringed i was like who calls it that i mean really, really i um
1: i showed it to a friend of mine um who i hope is listening and she got a minute and 30 seconds in and just pulled this face of horror and we had to turn it off um, people I mean, can't make it to the end. It's just so crass. I mean, I'm, I'm just
3: as just as um, objectionable when I see it done with with male rappers doing it
1: about females' uh, bodies as
3: well. But I'm just like, that's a weird term. What are you calling it that for? That's I such
1: don't... a good point, actually, though, because it's so socially objectionable to objectify women in that way. And so why would it be considered acceptable not only to do that to men, but to impose a very sexist word for women On to men. It's just it's it's very roundabout and bizarre and just politically incorrect in all kinds of ways. oh
3: yeah. It it you have to go on YouTube. This I mean I will put the link up on the Facebook page so you can have a look and check it out. But really, um, that's just what's gone. My God, this week boy pussy. I can't say it again ever again. That's the last time it's coming out of my mouth. I just nah boy pussy. Yeah, pussy as you say pussy. Uh,
1: But if uh, you make me sound like that guy or Family Guy pussy.
3: Uh, I love it. Look, if you guys got something that's got your goat this week, we want to know about it. Um, call in three double two one zero one nine seven if you're listening to us live. We are here for another thirty five minutes of pleasure. Um, or you can tweet or Facebook in any time. You could be listening to this podcast in like two months in the future and be like, "Hey, I've got something that's got my goat," and you can tweet it through or Facebook it through. We're still on the air. It's still amazing. At Gay Savvy's the Twitter and the Facebooks. Uh, we're going to go into some of our 8.30 messages with some more music and we'll be back very soon here at Gay Savvy.
0: Switch presents Morbid Curiosity. The show for spooky babes who like spooky things. Creepy interviews with curious individuals. Local alternate music with a range of devilish tunes playing every Thursday night from 11pm till 12am on Switch
1: 1197.
3: Another artist you might not recognise there, Miss Nora Jones.
1: Um, Wow, that was Nora. I'm doing this with every song. I'm like, oh, was that that person? Yeah. Oh, wow. Didn't realise that was Nora Jones.
3: Yeah, it's Educating John tonight. Uh, It was Nora Jones' Say Goodbye and before that was Natalie Gauchy's Without You. Natalie Gauchy was uh, famously one of the ex-idol winners who nobody really heard from much and has been trotting around doing some nice independent stuff. Um, So those are two of our... Our lovely people there, but it's time to go away from our lovely people to some of our, well, slightly more left of centre stuff. Uh, and uh, it's back again this week, it's the Bizarre Files, where we, we look to find bizarre things that we, that just captivate our attention. I've just posted the photo on, on the facial books, so if you jump on uh, Open the Gay Savvy page now, you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, it's a... It's, it's,
1: well, it's underwear, um it's underwear technically, isn't it, John? Well, it is underwear, Michael, but tell us what's bizarre about underwear
3: well i I don't quite understand what you do with it um it's called uh, it's it's called a, a new sexy men's brief bikini g string
1: song jock. Uh, it's basically one sided underwear, so there's a little kind of pocket pouch to hold your um stuff yep and uh and then there's a strip of material that comes from that. Hitches around your waist, back up inside your arse crack, um, and then eventually hitches underneath back with the pouch again. So it's basically like a woman's garter sewn to a sock to fit your junk in, and that's it. It's like it's like a rubber band around your leg with a little like extra it's, pouch padding.
3: It is. It's it's so bizarre, and I can't. It's just bizarre. I can't even figure out how it stays up.
1: It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It's so unfunctional. Um. It yeah. ju- well, I think it stays up by, like, the gravity of the high muscles of this model's arse, but I don't know how it would stay up on normal people. Yeah, because I don't have a bum like that. I mean, yeah, I, I, he's, he's got a perky bum
3: that would that would hold it up.
1: Look, don't get me wrong, like, hot face, hot abs, hot legs, hot arse, and yet even he's not making this look good. Yeah, he's a bit gorgeous, and I
3: still don't want to wear it. And I'm just like, looking- it's almost like it would actually be grabbing your junk and pulling it to the side... And then it's like it doesn't even, it barely covers the base of his of his parts.
1: I just oh, and also it's got a like a thong like stretched up his crack. That like, it just looks really uncomfortable. I think that's what's holding it up actually. Yeah, it's just it's, you know it's wedged up his crack.
3: I mean, of all the underwear I've seen, it's possibly the weirdest. Like, I mean, I, I kind of understand jock straps and and vaguely understand g strings, uh, but this it doesn't even go around the waist you have to jump on the facebook page to see this people just so you can understand what i'm talking about so i'm not an absolute crazy man um but yes i'd love to know if this is the weirdest underwear you've seen go have a look at it and let us know do you know what it looks
1: like this is awful but it actually looks like it was designed for people who've lost a leg Uh, and then like that wasn't a big enough market so now they're just selling it to everyone it really, really looks the one legged underwear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm serious, man. It looks like it looks like it's been designed for people who only have one leg and are a bit embarrassed about it because regular underwear keeps falling off because they only have one leg.
3: The closest I've seen to it before was um, was uh, oh god, a picture uh, it was circulating on Facebook of this guy that he he was his fancy dress costume. He was as gorgeous as this model, and his fancy dress costume was he had just wrapped some pink ribbon or like a long piece of pink ribbon and vaguely wrapped around his chest and then on his leg he had actually just wrapped his his junk to his leg with the ribbon uh, around and that was basically his costume so you could and it, it looked very similar to this it's the closest i've ever seen um one of our listeners Bo, is is uh, on there and i said uh would you wear it and why and he said god no just no Um, so get on there and tell us if you can find weirder underwear. I want to see it. We don't want underwear for men. I don't know what goes on with girls' bits, so don't tell me about that. Um, if you want to call in, you can tell us too. Uh, three double two one, oh one nine seven. I mean, I don't even own g string. That's how. That's how. Um, uh, what is it? uh, Conservative. Yeah, conservative. I am with my underwear. Oh,
1: look. To be honest, I I used to have this um. This Kind of thong when I was about 20, it was for these assless chaps that I had many moons ago. Ha! Now, Dan and I buy like you know 10 for five dollars from Kmart, like we just have this scabbiest, oldest, most functional underwear you've ever seen. Like, I am loving
3: hot. picturing you, 20 year old John, strutting around in <laughs> assless chaps. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that is so adorable. I love it. I love it. If you've got any underwear that's interesting or you regret bra- buying, um, chuck it up there and tell us. Um, but while we try to raise that memory from behind, uh, <laughs> let's, um, let's go to Robbie Williams. Uh, his lovely song, No One Loves a Fat Pop Star, here at Gay Savvy. Welcome back to
1: the very end of Gay Savvy for the night. Sadness. I feel like it's gone in very quickly tonight. The time is just flowing.
3: It has. It has flown by in a very short amount of time. Uh, so it is almost time for us to say goodbye. But let us not fret in our sorrow um, before we go. And uh, let us speak of wonderful things to come. Um, just
1: a couple of quick events wrapping up around the place. And in the future,
3: uh, there's not a lot happening this weekend.
1: No, um, we do, We tried to report on some fantastic upcoming events for you. But clearly, gay people are underrepresented in Brisbane. Kale surprise. Either that or we're like the worst queers in Brisbane and we don't know anything that's <laughs> going on. Could Um, be that. I'm sure Kat would have lots of, you know, exciting social events coming up.
3: Where's the lesbian? Bring the lesbian back into the building.
1: Yeah, her calendar always seems to be full. She's such a social butterfly. But Uh, we'll power through without her. Yes. What can we come up with?
3: Well, look, I'll let you guys know that on Thursday, the 24th, which is next week, um, the GLBN, the Gay Lesbian Business Network, are having a breakfast with a twist where you can go and be a social Brisbane business person uh, for breakfast. Uh, It's at 650 for a seven AM start at the Lord Stanley Hotel, um upstairs at the Stanley Function Room on 994 Stanley Street, East Brisbane. Tickets will be twenty-five dollars covering a breakfast, tea and coffee and dress in business attire. If you have any inquiries, please email the president at glbn.org.au. You like my accent there?
1: I do. I actually really support that initiative. I think what a fantastic um networking event because it's oh, it's great. It's very important to to connect with like minded people who have something in common beyond, oh, I'm gay, you're gay too. And so if there's an actual common thread that unites gay people that allows them to network and share experiences in something like business or entrepreneurial skills, that's really fantastic. So yeah, get along there if you have any interest in business or entrepreneurship.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's wonderful, wonderful. Um, so get along there. Uh, also, in the near future, this one a little bit of a contentious event, but if you want to go on into your thing, uh, number 29 are having a rigid... Night um, on Good Friday, uh, which where grown-ups go and do things at uh, it's a naked dance party or something. Number 29, um, go along if that's your thing over there. Um, if it's
1: something you're keen on, you know what it is. Yeah,
3: yeah, you know as soon as I say it. Get along. If you haven't heard about it, you like naked dance parties, look up number 29. Um, long way ahead in the future, don't forget the marriage equality rally is on May 17th, as well as the Queen's Ball tickets will be going on sale soon. Queen's Ball tickets, hopefully, hopefully we should be going on sale on Monday or Tuesday coming.
1: Oh, can you see that? Oh,
3: yes, I can. Oh, oh, no, I can't even confirm. We have some very special entertainment. um, And I can tell you that the entertainment is a little bit cheeky. Cheeky is my clue. So you're gonna have to guess there, but it's June 8th. I um, really
1: hope it's the Cheeky Girls.
3: No, it's not a girls. It's it's a boy,
1: definitely. Oh, Do you know the Cheeky Girls? No, I don't. Romanian twins duo who had their song, the Cheeky Song. It was amazing. Yeah, my mark is over here, and this is how far you've missed it. <laughs> it's, it's
3: over there outside the studio and down the road. You couldn't be further away. I'm
1: just trying to <laughs> deflect attention away from your like not very subtle hints. Ah, uh,
3: uh-huh, yes. Uh, Equal Love Rally, as I said, Saturday, May 17th as well. As all the usuals, um, get out and support your venues. Don't forget, it's a long weekend this weekend, so a whole lot of shit is shut. Um. Uh, so buy your booze tonight before everything shuts up because you can't do anything tomorrow really
1: but if you are going out to buy things don't get stuck in traffic and then slam your brake on at lights and then keep it there for 10 minutes because that really pisses me off <laughs> it does
3: indeed that's all we've got time for tonight thank you so much for joining us don't forget uh, jump on our Twitter and our Facebook at Gay Savvy and go and download our podcast subscribe rate review and tell us how much you love us um, it's been amazing tonight we'll see you all
1: next week that's I'm- charming <laughs> I'm Michael James. And Scottish John. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.